0: I'm Jelen and welcome back to Cool Gems Our virtual Pojang matter where we come together to talk about dramas that we are currently watching Or things that we just can't get out of our minds For me today, that is Kingdom Season 1 Dude, that was crazy Like, I was on the edge of my seat throughout the entire drama I just couldn't stop watching And all 6 episodes went by like in the blink of an eye It was... Yeah. <laughs> now, Kingdom is a zombie story. It tells the story of the zombie outbreak, but back in the Tucson period. Imagine like all your historical drama kind of like setting, but with this twist of zombies. I mean, I'm not a huge like historical drama viewer. I'm not really a huge taguk viewer. But this is such an interesting twist, you know? Zombies set in imperial dynasty uh, period. Like, what? The story revolves around this crown prince called Yi Chang, who is played by Chu ji And he is caught in this political struggle while also having to figure out this whole mysterious zombie thing going on And along the way, he's joined by this very bold and courageous physician um, named Sobi, who is played by Tuna, his bodyguard, Mu Yong, played by Kim Sang-ho, and a mysterious but very capable guy called Yong Shin, who is played by Kim Song-kyu. So if you can't tell already, I just love that there's this very fresh perspective, because you know, zombies are not a new concept. We've had tons of movies and dramas and TV shows that revolve around zombies, but this drama isn't just about a zombie apocalypse. They took this whole idea of zombies and then kind of wove it together with all these history and politics and brought in a completely new dimension um, to this whole setting of this drama. And seeing as it is definitely a cool gem drama, I want to talk about it with you. So here's your spoiler warning. If you've not seen it, please go watch it because it is great. It's such such a great, fun drama. And come back so we can talk about it. Um, But if you've seen it, let's get into the talking. You know, there's just so much to appreciate about this drama. The way it's shot, the way it's edited, the characters um the acting everything was of such you know high caliber and it was so impressive but this drama triggered so many thoughts that i've been mulling over the past couple of days so i thought we could start with this i'll preface this by saying i am not a doctor i i have zero medical knowledge i don't know anything about diseases so maybe what i'm about to say is completely ridiculous but how does a plant give people a disease like is that possible how does that work because that was one of the biggest questions that was on my mind throughout the entire drama and just post-drama even now like how does a plant give you a disease that is so potent that it can control your body even after death seriously how does that work I mean, we found out in the drama that it was this resurrection plant that was used to um, bring back the dead to life, if you can call zombies alive. But um, I don't get it. I mean, I know that plants can be poisonous and it can cause death, maybe? I mean, I shouldn't say I know that because I'm not too sure. But I'm sure that there are some poisonous plants that can harm you but I don't know if plants can give you a virus and on that note how can a zombie virus exist? Again I don't know anything about viruses but from watching Dr. Mike <laughs> and living in a pandemic I feel like I've heard it somewhere that um, diseases or viruses work on living bodies because if the body is dead the virus doesn't have you know an energy source to um function so so killing off the host would be equivalent to killing off themselves so how does this virus work on a um dead body how does a zombie work but then also how does a virus even control a body I mean, I know they can trigger some things, like give you a fever maybe, or a runny nose, but how can it make your body do things like walk or run? How does that work? Even for a living body, how does, you know, how does a virus control a living body, much less a non-living body? Well, did they actually say that it was a virus? Or am I just thinking of (laughs) COVID-19? I mean, it could be a parasite, right? I feel like I've read some news article about a parasite um, being found in... I don't remember where, but they found a parasite that could control a body, but it worked on, like, small living creatures or something. I really do not have my information altogether. If you know your biology, this is a genuine question. Please let me know educate me because i don't know anything i think because they describe it as a plague so i'm just thinking of like viruses but back to our earlier point that this disease comes from plants or the resurrection plant in particular you know we have that intro sequence um that comes on at the start of every episode in this drama where we see this huge procedure of this you know the king lying on that bed or something and there's this needle inserted into his forehead and there was rice in his mouth with that little ball of something I don't probably not describing this very well but the intro sequence we see this whole process of him becoming a zombie and it seems like it takes a lot it takes more than just the flower it takes like the needle and everything But at the last episode, at the end of the last episode, it seems like anyone who eats the flower becomes a zombie. I mean, that wasn't explicitly mentioned or anything, but we did see this huge crowd of zombies gather when Toby was examining the flower and plant and, you know, in that little cave with the magistrate. I forgot his name. But then, you know, they kind of look over and they see this... Um, zombies they see zombies gathering out in daylight so how is it possible that there are zombies up on that mountain were doctors operating on them there like what's going on how did they get there? How are they zombies unless they, you know, ate the plant? Because I don't suppose that doctor brought up a huge bunch of bodies onto that mountain to experiment on to do this whole procedure with that um flower. So how else would there be zombies on that mountain? The only logical conclusion for me is that they must have eaten the plant by accident and turned into zombies. If not without this whole process of putting the needle in place and that vice, whatever it was, how else would they have become zombies and why were they on that mountain? You know what I mean? I don't know, what do you think? Anyways, now that I've got that off my chest, I wanted to talk about some things that I really enjoyed in this drama. Zombies, of course, is a huge, huge part of this story. And like I said... The concept of zombies is not a new one, but this drama took this concept and gave it a fresh approach. So it doesn't feel like I'm just watching the same old, same old. It feels like a whole new thing, you know? And it's a way of thinking about zombies that is completely new and novel, and that made it so much more fun to watch. It's familiar, but not. Like the fact that zombies sleep, I think, during the day... Or become inanimate i don't really know what they do but you know like we see them dive into shelter and kind of hide from the sun by the way that was hilarious i just found it so funny that they would just run off like mad chickens and just like dive for shelter that was so funny But what I've seen of zombies in dramas and TV shows and movies is that zombies usually just go about any time of the day. So this was really new and I really like that there was this additional detail, you know, um, that is unique. Although in my day, (laughs) zombies did not run, they walked. Wait, I just googled this and zombies became fast way back in 2002. What? No, no way. I could have sworn that I used to see slow zombies. Were they not? What about World War Z? Were they fast in that movie? Wait, that was about zombies, wasn't it? Let me just, let me just google that. Okay, yes, it was about zombies. I can keep that in then. But they've always been fast? Then why are they called... The walking dead. Don't they walk? Alright, I guess they have been running for a long time now. I don't know, my zombies. But the part about zombies sleeping during the day, I think is still a pretty novel twist to this whole zombie concept. And then at the end, when we found out that it wasn't the time of the day that um, caused the zombies to go to sleep, but it was a temperature thing, I feel like that was such a good touch like it brings in this whole new unexpected dimension into the story the plot thickens you know and it got me thinking what will happen in winter if winter approaches they'll be in huge trouble I feel like it was just such a good and interesting touch because it gives you that sense of like you know, you thought that you've got this all figured out, but we are not at the end of this whole battle. We're just only at the beginning. You know that sort of um, feeling? I'm, I'm sold. Like, I am so curious to find out what will happen next and to see what will happen in Season 2. Zombies aside, I want to shout out Sobby's personality because she is amazing she's just such a bold character you know she is not afraid to go out and venture on her own like when she went to that mountain alone you know except for the magistrate who was following her she went out on her own even though there were like hordes of zombies around and she could get herself into huge danger but she just went out and just throughout this entire drama she's just been so fearless and just so brave and courageous and I really really like that that was how the writers of the drama chose to portray her because I feel like with a lot of historical dramas in keeping with the context of the time and the culture of that time female characters tend to take this submissive role I don't mean in terms of personality but in terms of like gender roles because back in you know older times Society used to be more patriarchal, um, I think, in general. So women didn't really have a place or a say. So I find it so interesting that despite that culture, I mean, obviously I could be completely wrong because I'm not a historian. I don't know Korea's history that well. But from what I've been exposed to, I find it quite refreshing to see this girl, you know, go against... Maybe the conventions of her time and being so bold. But then again, as you know, I haven't really watched a lot of historical dramas. So maybe this is the norm. Either way, I really enjoyed that. Speaking of female characters, the queen. Wow, what a great character. I feel like she is one of the most interesting characters for me in this drama. The fact that she is younger than the crown prince. I feel like that introduced a very interesting dynamic into this drama because she as queen is technically the crown prince's mom but she is also younger than he is and this whole thing is just based on this very hierarchical structure so seeing this you know contrast between age and status is so so fun to watch. In the few historical dramas that I have watched, the queen is usually this older, middle-aged woman, but here the queen is so young, you know? I just feel like it's very non-traditional. I mean in terms of drama portrayals, not in actual history, I don't know the actual history, but in terms of dramas, this is very new to me. And the fact that she's not actually pregnant, I mean, we found out that she was just wearing something around her stomach area. I felt like that was such a good touch because, you know, when she was just being so confident that she would get a son, I was really surprised because how do you confirm the gender of your son when you don't? You know, how, how can you choose the gender of your child back then? But then we found out that she wasn't actually pregnant. I just felt like it showed how cunning she is as a character. No wonder she was so certain that she could get a son. I mean obviously she's not one of the good guys, I don't condone her actions, I'm not saying she is doing the right things but I just feel like she is a very interesting character. I mean what she did with all those mothers, you know, gathering the pregnant ladies into that room and feeding them and taking care of them so that she could get her son, planning even to have a baby just so she can bear the crown prince. You just see how cruel and cold and cunning she is. I wonder if her father even knows. It seems like she has this very interesting dynamic with him. Like, he doesn't seem to value her. He seems to be just using her. But she, in and of herself, is very ambitious. And it seems like there will be a falling out between them. And I'm really curious to know if that will affect the overall outcome of the story and how that will turn the tables maybe. Yongshin is another really interesting character who I can't get enough of. We don't know who he is. He has been framed as this really mysterious guy and if that wasn't clear enough, the drama keeps drawing that to our attention by um, hinting at his background or having people guess his background Is he really a tiger hunter? Who is he? The drama kept me guessing if he is a good guy. I mean, I think he is a good guy, he seems like a good guy. He's always on the front lines, he's fighting, he's helping people. I want him to be a good guy, but then there's a mole. We found out earlier on in the drama that there's a mole leaking information about the crown prince and his plans to the opposite side. And because Yongshun is the most mysterious person, we don't really know who he is. And so that's what made me wonder if he is the secret mole. I don't want him to be though. I feel like the setting of this drama really added to the story. I sort of talked about this a little bit earlier, where I was talking about how does this blend between history and zombies... But I really like that they blended this whole concept of zombies with history and also with a political struggle because it adds this whole additional layer to the story. The prince and his friends are facing war on so many fronts and it tells us about the historical context of that period which I really enjoy. I mean zombies are usually such a modern day thing we see people taking guns to them or, you know, Train to Busan, baseball bats. But um because this is a historical drama, it's so fascinating to see them use traditional methods and weapons to deal with this zombie problem. There's one other thing but I can't decide if I like it or if I don't. I'm talking about the ending, you know, where they geared up for battle but it didn't come. I feel like if I watched this last year, I might have been unsatisfied because it might have seemed kinda anticlimactic to just end the, you know, after all that preparation for battle and no battle came. It might have felt like there was no closure because there was no big battle to close off this first season. I don't know, if you did watch this last year, what were your thoughts on it? Because last year, there was no immediate gratification of a season 2. I'm watching it knowing that season 2 is already out, so I can go watch it immediately after, you know, this cliffhanger. So I guess I was watching it more as a midway checkpoint than like a definitive ending. And when I first finished that first season, I thought that ending was a really good touch. The suspense of waiting to me was the climax. The attack not coming when you expected it to come. I feel like that really keeps you on your toes. It makes you curious to know when it will come and if they will be ready for it then. Well, technically, it's not that there was completely no attack because the horse came back with that zombie arm or something and it was fresh. So they started preparing for the attack again and there was that like huge cloud of smoke thing going on. So it's not like they packed up and went home, they had to go right back to preparing for an attack. And there was that whole new information about zombies and temperatures. So I was pretty satisfied and ready to go on to season 2. But as I was preparing for this podcast, I started to wonder if I would have had the same you know, impression and feelings if I'd seen this drama last year instead of this year. And I don't know! Overall, it's such a fun drama. It doesn't feel like I spent 6 hours on this drama, it feels more like a movie to me. Time just flew by. But I really enjoyed it, I cannot wait to watch season 2 really hoping there will be no cliffhanger for this season because i don't know about waiting a whole year to watch season 3 and now with this whole corona situation i don't know how long it will take so hoping that there is no cliffhanger and we can just end on a solid note but Netflix might not be so kind. (laughs) What about you? What do you think of the whole drama so far? What was your favorite part? Who is your favorite character? I wanna know what you think.